Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Hello and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. Thank you for stopping on by and taking time to listen. I'm really delighted to have you with me. Today I have a fabulous, wonderful, gorgeous guest with me called Charlotte Johnsey. And uh, I'm going to hand over to her as I always do because I love my guests introducing themselves because they, they do it so much better than I do. Uh, so Charlotte, over to you, the uh, the stage is yours. <laughs> I love it, thank you for having me, Sarah. Um, so I'm Charlotte Jonesy and I am a mindset and business coach for ambitious, motivated, go-getting mamas. Like I am the founder of Mama on a Mission membership as well. And my mission in life, my deep purpose is to help women redefine what it means to be a working mum in the modern world. I'm very, very passionate about that, about helping them build a side hustle or build a business or pivoting career after kids so that they've got more financial freedom, time, flexibility, so that they're doing it on their terms and they feel empowered to do that. Also very, very passionate as well about helping mums reach their goals without mum guilt. Yes, I mean you're doing so it's much. Like, give you a good. <laughs> yeah, you're doing so much. You know, you know, you've got an Instagram following, sort of thirty-three thousand, which is just absolutely awesome. And you're very much about that sort of whole accepting yourself and empowering women to accept themselves, their body, and where they are. But certainly, post um, postpartum. You know, when people. I mean, it's many years since I've been postpartum. <laughs> a long long time but you know you're very much about that and it's just I, I, I love your post I mean expand a bit further just just please do go into it in a bit more detail and what motivated you to do what you're doing God, you know I never imagined myself to be a mummy blogger and that's no discredit to any mummy bloggers I fell into it I have always been on social media you know I've got a decade of experience working for major global brands in the beauty industry you know a championed change I've always been an advocate for real raw advertising, you know, through content and communication. So I did that for like 10 years and I fell pregnant in the pandemic four months into a relationship. <laughs> so it's very quick. I also then had to move in with him very quick because we had to choose a household. So it was all very you know this whirlwind all of a sudden I was pregnant living with this guy that you know I obviously love and I'm still with he's now my fiance (laughs) but we had the most traumatic birth like seriously it was horrific I we spent 90 hours in labor to end in a c-section anyway we nearly lost our little boy and after that I had postnatal depression um, PTSD from that birth and I really suffered and really struggled and as someone who has always been into you know rituals and habits positivity always knowing like what tools to use I've always been into mindfulness I've always done yoga you know I've always been into how to relax you know your nervous system and I'm a big believer in building positive habits and for someone who is like that to have postnatal depression where you didn't even want to be here and couldn't function on a daily basis really hit me hard 
And I just started posting about it on social media because I felt that there wasn't enough information out there for women to actually relate to. I couldn't find anyone or anything that I could relate to. All I kept seeing was this Instagram perfect woman with kids and she looked amazing and there was me feeling like I didn't want to be here. And then there was the other biggest shock, which was my postpartum body. I had this major overhang, never expected to have that. My stomach literally looked like a different stomach. And I also started posting about that on Instagram because, again, couldn't see those kind of images. And I was just desperate to kind of relate to someone. That just started to build my audience. People just started to follow because I started to be very real, raw and honest about motherhood and what it comes with and my postnatal depression and how I overcame it. Something else I'm extremely passionate about, which is helping women to reconnect with themselves and their identity after motherhood because you are born as a mum. Everything out there was about the baby, everything. And of course that's important and we need that information, but what about mummy too? What about mum's mental health? What about her mindset? What about her going through, like how she deals with her postpartum body? What about learning, you know, there's not that much information on how to deal with your C-section. You know, you go to the doctors and it's like, okay, yeah, six week checkup, you're fine, great, off you go. Oh, gosh. And then you're like, oh my word. And what? And after that, you know, we had quite a traumatic time. I was in and out of hospital because I kept getting infections in my C-section. I was also separated from my baby because of the COVID restrictions, was in hospital. I was breastfeeding. He wasn't allowed to be with me. So he was considered another person. So they completely went against the NICE guidelines, you know, the World Health Organization. And, you know, I did go to press. Um, it was horrific and I've been campaigning ever since as well for those rules to change which have changed in some hospitals but haven't changed in more than enough and I'm currently still working with an MP to, to make this happen. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, my gosh, you know, I mean, that is so much. I mean, the, the, just having a baby. I mean, I only ever had the one and he was enough. He made up for half a dozen. <laughs> but, you know, I had a traumatic birth as well. I mean, thankfully, I didn't end up with a C-section, but I was in labour for a very long period of time. And my natural childbirth went through from the TENS machine to gas and air to tamazepam, pethidine twice I think and um, and then an epidural yes and then he, st he just didn't want to come out oh that was it I f and I forget to say that he was two weeks late I had to be induced as well and the first lot didn't work and so they gave me a second lot and then everything went into overdrive and as you can tell I mean that, that was 23 years ago and it's still quite fresh in my memory because it's anchored and like you say I mean you, it's just and then actually two or three days later they sent me home with him and I hadn't got a clue what to do so I mean great it's absolutely awesome that what you know what you've been doing for for new mums Charlotte because it's just you know when you haven't got anybody to sort of turn to and and, and sadly my ex-husband was very much oh you don't need your mum on help you can get on with it and you know it's I didn't have any support from him particularly either which wasn't um, wasn't wasn't great but that's 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 another story we're not going into the doom and gloom <laughs> But it's just absolutely amazing what you're doing and what you've been through. And I know things for you are sort of changing as well now, aren't they? As you're, you're sort of 
How old's your little boy now, about? Yeah, he's 15 months. 15 months, wow. Yeah, and again, just, you know, moving into when you go back to work and having all of this self-doubt and these confidence issues that a lot of mums have when they're, like, trying to weigh up whether they want to go back to work because, actually, the cost of childcare is horrific. So you have these dilemmas. It's like, well, I don't want to stay at home, though, but I feel, you know, financially... I have to stay at home because it doesn't make any sense. I'd be working to literally take my child to nursery. But then it's not giving women the options or the flexibility or the choice to actually say, this is what I want and I need, rather than relying. Because, you know, it takes away our independence when we rely on a partner as well. And a lot of mums then end up feeling like they are suppressed. They're feeling stuck they're feeling unhappy they're feeling you know there's all sorts of mental health problems that come with that as well and I'm a big believer in you know ensuring that mums fill up their mental health cup their energy cup because if they don't prioritize themselves then their energy affects everybody else around them including their kids so if they're filling up themselves and they're doing things for themselves too which is totally acceptable and you don't need to ask for permission for that it's in fact saying this is my decision because I need to do this for me because in turn it's going to affect everyone else around me including my family so to be a better you know partner mother colleague business owner friend whatever you want to be like you need to put yourself first too you know we always put ourselves at the bottom of the priority list and I think this comes from a lot of you know it comes down the generational line unfortunately you know the kind of traditional mother belief systems of what a mother should be and I think you know modern day things have changed women can be breadwinners they can go to work they can uh, do things for their family but it's actually changing the narrative of that because for a long time it's been frowned upon or judged like if a a mother goes back to work and she does her her thing but nobody says to the dad Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. (laughs) Nobody says that, do they? Absolutely not. It's historical, though, isn't it? And it's generation upon generation upon generation. Although, I mean, I think if you sort of go back in history, I mean, I think, you know, there were times when women did work more and went back to work more. And it's key to actually also highlight the importance of what you've just brought up about, you know, as a mum, looking after yourself and having me time, but generally valuing yourself and having that time for yourself invariably wherever you are if you if you, you you need that time for you to be happy to be yourself for that to radiate out generally within relationships I say more most importantly when you are a mum because it does uh, it is pretty knackering and it, you, your body's already taken a big hit as it is because you've you've had that time that sort of nine months while you've grown this mini human inside your body and then and then had to give birth to it <laughs> as well and that's a shock to the system that like you said and then you're left with this sort of body that wasn't the body that you had before and it's going hello what happened here I've been poorly just recently and that's made me reflect you know even now at 56 that that time and just being and having that time for yourself is so valuable because if you're grumpy it's going to radiate out within your family 
and your whole network but actually if you're feeling good if you've got that time for yourself you know the opposite happens which is what you're talking about and it's really interesting because this is something that I love to do with my clients and I love to do with mums because it's very well known that successful people have these healthy habits these positive habits and a lot of them are you know mindfulness affirmations they're you know movement and a lot of these things aren't built for mums in mind because when you've got interruptions you've got kids why you know the, the, mom, mom. the first thing you do exactly no, mom. exactly <laughs> Am I being an annoying child, Charlotte? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But it's true. (laughs) It's true. And they're not built for mums in mind. And I believe, you know, that these really are so important to your general overall happiness. They are your foundations. Like if you've got them in place and you've got a strong mindset, you can fall back on that. So I'm a big believer in building them in. And that is through habit stacking. Habit stacking is when, like, as for example, you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is you go and make your cup of tea. Then you will go and turn the TV on and then you'll go and have your shower. You do all of these things subconsciously. You don't even think about them because they are just habitual. So those are the things that we need to stack the behavior so building in those positive routines so like as an example I wake up the first thing I do is gratitude but that I do that out loud I can't write it down my baby's crying like I have to go and see to him but I will always do that second thing affirmations put them on the tv on youtube they're playing in the background they're for my little boy to listen to they're for me to listen to while I make my coffee oh I love that while he's feeding then I will do some shamanic shaking as an example to really like liven up my energy and to get my vibration high you know you can do this when your kids are older as well you can do it with them like build that into their routine or you know things like um your evening rituals like making sure that you actually do take five minutes and you know you've only got really five minutes because you're knackered to actually just sit there and do a mindfulness meditation or sit there and do some journaling sit there and do some gratitude like building in these really healthy habits or building like tapping as a way of you know being able to calm your nervous system when it's about to you know blow because a lot of the time you know you're listening to children all the time on and on and on and you have to find ways to help yourself in those times so I'm a big believer in actually building those in but making it realistic for mums rather than these traditional ways of doing things you know doing like these seven positive habits in the morning that doesn't work for a mum like she hasn't got she hasn't got all that time so what you're doing is you're breaking it down into bite-sized manageable chunks that are realistic they're they're sort of time we'll say time bound they they, they can be done whilst you're doing something else but you're programming your subconscious with that music that's playing those affirmations that are playing and I know you referred to tapping but some people might not know what tapping is and um, I don't know whether you want to allude further to that I mean I've done 
done um, EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, but I've also got the the tapping app from the, um, the the Ortners that I've got on my phone that sometimes I will download, and that's really nice to use. So I don't know. Do you want to explain a bit more about tapping? I again always take whatever the intervention is and adapt it to mum. So tapping, you can't always just go off and do some tapping. So it might be simply doing it underneath a desk or while you're on the move, and it might just be taking your thumb, putting it across on your fingers. You obviously you can't see me right now, but imagine just tapping each of your fingertips and you would say, peace begins with me, peace begins with me, peace begins with me. And you tap each of your fingertips and this brings your nervous system down. And you can do that anywhere, at any point, at any time, at home or on the go. And I think that's the most important thing. Again, another one is tapping on your collarbones and saying, I am safe, I am loved. I am safe, I am loved and repeating that over and over again until you feel your your nervous system calming down. So it's just introducing those things that you can build into your daily routine, into your life that actually they are micro moments but actually have a compounding effect overall to your well-being and that's really really important because people always have this view of I'll be happy when this happens I'll be happy when this happens I'll be happy when my partner gives up you know more of his time to look after the kids I'll be happy when I get that house I'll be happy when I the kids go to school there's always this destination and like happiness is not a destination I don't believe that it is about finding those micro moments of joy every single day and ensuring that you build in those positive habits and rituals every single day to have overall like increase in well-being productivity it boosts your mood you can deal with things and daily tasks with better temperament it will help improve your mental health and i'm not talking clinical by the way i'm just talking in general terms i'm super passionate about that and making sure that mums know this and have that knowledge to actually implement it and really do it and when i talk about habit stacking this is not my intervention this is from james i can't remember the author's name but atomic habits it's actually the the book that i read it's an incredible book and it talks about the science really of our behaviours and why we do things. You know, 90% of us live in our subconscious. It's auto- automatic what we do. So we have to be so much more conscious about, you know, what we do if we want to feel better and improve our mood. The power of the subconscious, like you we're talking about that sort of the habits that you can form and we, we, we aren't our behavior we can change our behavior at any time once we choose to do that and we have to be mindful of it because we have to use the subconscious and create those the neural pathways to do things automatically otherwise we'd be forever thinking now what do I need to do to put one foot in front of the other oh right that's that we never get anywhere so yeah the subconscious does have to take all this over it's constantly processed it's thousands i can't remember the, the figures now but it's thousands of bytes of information that it, it's deleting distorting or pr- processing and accepting at any one time and you know you, so, oh, our senses are all on and so you, you, the conscious mind can only cope i think it's between about five and seven things at any one time so it's being mindful about which you choose to focus in on and it is about focusing in on the positives because actually if you start to focus in on all the negatives that's what you attract back into you so actually if you're programming your mind like you were just saying with all the positive stuff and you're doing this sort of the tapping and I, I just love that that is just 
such a fabulously easy tool and I really thank you very much for that to pass on to the listeners because that is something that everybody can do anywhere in the world anytime any given moment just to go you know whatever it is I, I am I am loved I'm careful I'm happy you know whatever it is you, that's true to you and you can repeat that and it's about what we tell ourselves is what we believe and what we project out and then what you project out is what you get back it's a vicious circle really but we'll call it a nice circle a happy circle instead <laughs> If you're enjoying the Harnessing Happiness podcast, there are plenty of free resources available for download at sarahjnaylor.com, where you can also find out more about her ape mindset. It's all about acceptance, perspective, and energy. Just visit sarahjnaylor.com. What you're doing is so powerful, though, Charlotte. It's so amazing and so impactful and, and so positive. And it's, you know, you, that, that is obviously why, you know, you've got such a, a high following on Instagram. That isn't just what you do, is it? I mean, you've alluded to it earlier. You know, you work with women women on a one-to-one basis in business and help them get a side hustle and and do other things so what sort of things do you I mean I'm just curious what sort of things do you do you help them to do because I mean I'm wholeheartedly passionate about aligning people with their talents and their passion so they're doing something they actually love doing which you obviously did with your Instagram and your blogging initially because it was that that's what grew and that is evidence that you know what you focus in grows because it's something you've been passionate about so you know how what is it you you work with women in and how do you get them to connect with their passions and do a side hustle how does that all work so I actually have like a system and I know it's it works because I've got an amazing testimonial so I work with women mums in particular who are very motivated they're go-getting they are ambitious they've got goals but mum guilt usually gets in the way so it's about helping them really see their vision their higher self so clearly that they want to step into her and that's what I help them do and when I talk about higher self it's reconnecting with that person that they want to be so a lot of mums I find say I miss the person I used to be I remember I used to be so fun and carefree and this and that and there would be so many things that they miss about their old lives but I actually say to them let's get excited because this is an opportunity for you to completely reinvent yourself that this is really exciting so instead of holding on to who you used to be take those elements of what you loved about that and then merge them with the person that you are now because actually when you become a mother you become I believe like a really amazing whole person you know it gives you something else you know another branch to your tree <laughs> yes. like a big branch yes. a big it <laughs> maybe it's the roots it's just your perspective on your whole life completely I remember that happening myself you know it does it's um it's Im- so impactful I think it's really it's an invitation for you as a mother to say okay who do I want to be who is that person and I love that transformation I love when we actually reconnect mums to what they truly deep down desire do a lot of intuitive work you know a lot of tapping into what it is that you know who you are a lot of confidence work lots of identity embodiment mindset that all comes before whatever the goal is because they'll come to me I want to launch a business or I want to make money from home I've got this side hustle idea but I don't know how to make it happen I don't have my self-belief you know they'll come to me with that 
tangible goal but actually when I strip it all back it usually comes back to they don't know who they are they don't know how they show up they don't know what their mission is they don't know what what they need and want so when they actually have all the foundations and when I talk about you know my kind of proven system that is self-awareness you know what are your belief systems what's coming up why are you talking about yourself in the way that you do so the way that I like to do this with my clients is first of all we actually understand them like what's their inner dialogue I like to call her the inner bitch (laughs) because she's someone who tries to sabotage me all the time you know I have a set of beliefs that come up so beliefs are you know how we think feel and behave they influence everything around that so if you've got a negative set of beliefs usually they come from childhood conditioning they could come from adult life experiences what we do what we hear we create those thought patterns and create them over and over again I like to help my clients get conscious of that what are the beliefs that they're coming up with so then that's leads me on to the next step which is self-awareness so really understanding the conscious and subconscious mind like what are the beliefs what do stories do we tell ourselves where do they come from like how do we become so aware that we can then change them and that's when we go into the next step which is reprogramming the subconscious mind and I do lots of different interventions usually either positive psychology or NLP techniques to reprogram and do a lot of reframing oh love the reframe you've got to haven't you and you've got to completely practice it over and over again it's like getting on a bike you know you don't really know how to do it to begin with you have to keep practicing practicing to be amazing at it and eventually Mm -hmm. you will start to think in that way or at least you will be conscious of your triggers that you go uh the inner bitch is coming up again consciously consciously incompetent uh, before you get to consciously competent and before you come unconsciously competent (laughs) the four stages of competency i missed the first one which is unconsciously incompetent i love it um and then rituals and habits you know integrating them into our lives being you know this is your affirmations gratitude visualizations your tapping your shamanic shaking really making sure that you've got solid foundations for that then we do higher self work so this is really your identity and your embodiment and i do i like to do this exercise which is called a future you so really stepping into that person that you want to be usually most women that do it with me cry because they realize how big of a gap where they are what's holding them back to where they actually truly deep down want to be but that's the beauty and power of coaching isn't it and you bringing that out of people i know when i work with coaching clients invariably a box of hankies is in the first session because it's releasing it's allowing and having that voice of what it is that you do see for yourself but so much as you said from the childhood from the conditioning from the experiences that we've had as an adult you know it it just starts to hold you back and people try and hold you back and actually we're all born to be magnificent and it's just taking that time and I often allude to it that people spend more time specking out a car or investing in the car than they ever do in themselves but when they take the time to do something you know along the lines that you've explained and explored and you carry on doing it's it, it that's when the magic happens isn't it Charlotte? Oh, absolutely. And most women want confidence. Most women say, I've got a lack of confidence, but actually this just, this is the root cause is lack of self-esteem. And so, you know, really focusing on 
why you have a lack of self-esteem and we mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast of like how much value you put on yourself like do you know who you are do you act in line with the person that you actually want to be or are you holding yourself back are you just listening to the inner bitch inside your head and going okay I'm just going to fall in line with what she's saying rather than actually challenging yourself to go no I'm going to step outside my comfort zone this feels uncomfortable but I know but it's growth confidence is created in action so the more we do something the more we build confidence and you know you've got to step outside of your comfort zone and feel uncomfortable if you want to grow in confidence like that's and growth generally, that's that whole growth thing. It's when, I mean, we we talk, call it a comfort zone, but actually it's a familiarity. It's being just, we are where we are, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's actually comfortable for us. But when you have that confidence to step out, that's when the magic happens again, because actually, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> it's just like, do it and go for it. But I understand, you know, it's building that up as you, you obviously that you do with your clients and it just sounds amazing what you're doing with them and just I can imagine you see a lot of transformation. Yes so I've been doing this on a one-to-one basis and then in, in a group format but very small group and I've just launched my membership which is called Mama on a Mission membership which is basically a monthly rolling membership that mums can have access to all those tools interventions resources in a members lounge they get live coaching on a monthly basis they get guest experts that come in to talk to them about all different subjects from you know business career to mindset to mental health to relationships because I believe you need all of it in order for you to feel great you know if there's one area that's lacking usually it has a domino effect on the rest of the areas I couldn't find anything in my postpartum period out there that had everything all in one you'd go to a Facebook group you'd have that community you wouldn't have any access to resources you just have to hear everyone else's opinion (laughs) which is great at times you know when you need some support but actually what about having some professional support people who are qualified in this area and then you know I found like apps that were also community based then I also found you know there's there's mum coaches out there but I couldn't find a place where I could just have this all-in-one professional and personal development area that you could actually just tap into whenever you needed it and that's what I've created because I'm so passionate about mums really helping themselves so whether that is to improve their mental health shift their mindset get body confident or reach their goals without the guilt it's just awesome and it was obviously waiting for you to come along to identify that niche Charlotte and that's what you've done and oh gosh I really wish you every every success with it because obviously you know it's like with my podcast the more you can spread knowledge and wisdom and reach people and help people the happier and healthier the world will be as a result but what makes you a happy person i would say what makes me happy is freedom so i've realized that since i set up my business how important freedom is to me and to have the flexibility to be able to be and choose my hours and be with my little boy 
when I am going for a walk with him or I'm taking him somewhere and I've got a coffee in hand and it's sunshine, it might be a crisp morning, I'm listening to a podcast while he's in the buggy, that for me is happiness in a bottle. And I wish that I could literally, you know, put it in there and just for it to just stay there and me to just unlock it every single time but you know he's growing up and I know it's going to change <laughs> oh yes that's it, happiness it keeps changing <laughs> you just think you've got into a routine with a child and you just go oh oh it's not happening like that anymore oh, yeah. okay okay it's not happening like that anymore oh but that's that I just had a really wonderful image of that you painted such a beautiful picture um so thank you for that but what about your pos- I mean you've got such a positive mindset and you've mentioned all those sort of challenges that you had straight into relationship I mean my relationships lockdown relationship as well <laughs> I've been into 18 oh, months yes, but, I but yes I've um, <laughs> I've not done the baby bit uh, my, my baby bits have uh, boiled and <laughs> they're all dried up I'm on the other side well interestingly I forgot to say something actually is that my partner's got two children older children so I and I took on two stepchildren as well as oh my <laughs> a gosh. baby as well so it was like there you go wow the universe <laughs> I think you need a I think you need an extra brownie badge for that. <laughs> Good Lord. So navigating that as well oh, has been yes. interesting. Yes, because I mean, I, I, say, <laughs> I take my hat off to you because I mean, I, I say I've literally never even ha- I had my ch- my son when I was thirty four, and I'd never even held a baby before I had him, and it's like suddenly, it's like, oh my God, what do I do with this? It is that feeling, isn't it? Because I mean, I wasn't even sure I wanted children. Genuinely, like I always said, I'm not really sure. Like if it was, I'd be about. 35 I'm 30 um so it definitely happened way before I was ready <laughs> and in the most surreal way but I wouldn't change it for the world no, things happen well, the thing it. is in life you know you think you know what you want but you actually get what you need and obviously you got what you need and without your your relationship your son you wouldn't have and we wouldn't even be having this conversation now and it's just it's just it's really interesting I think it, you know the powers of synchronicity and what happens and when you I love looking back and looking at things and seeing how things have fallen into place and being really mindful of that because I mean I don't want to go off too much a tangent but I've always been mindful with my recruitment business of the the, the part I play in people's lives whether I'm telling about a, you know a job putting them forward for a job or what you know because it, you know, they, all these things they, everything's moving you know, you've got all these sliding door moments it's just yeah it's fascinating when you take a step back another subject for another day so how have you used your positive mindset then really to overcome challenging situations um, although I guess in many respects you, you, you've alluded to a lot of that with your um, last 18 months <laughs> <laughs> yeah if that's adversity for you there you yeah, go exactly. <laughs> Uh, interestingly, I mean, something that uh, I have realised, I've had a bit of an epiphany moment, is that I've actually been working in mindset for over a decade. And that's because as a child, I had an extremely traumatic childhood, abuse, alcoholism, you know, and I come from a lot of adversity anyway. Come from a very poor background, council estate, lots of adversity and experience. But I've never taken a victim mentality. But what I will say is I started my personal development journey very early on. You know, I started reading books from a very young age. I mean, thank God we have, you know, access to resources now that we can connect on this kind of level. And I've been able to connect with um, incredible women who have been through traumatic events or, you know, overcome the most amazing adversity. And I think as well that really helped 
helps when you know that it's possible for you as well. And I think that's what I would say in terms of my positive mindset. I've had to adopt it from a very young age, but it hasn't always been easy. I've always struggled with my mental health, if I'm honest. I've always had to battle against it because of my conditioning, that there's been a lot of things that have come up. And I also then got myself into abusive relationships because of childhood conditioning, which I've done a lot of healing and a lot of, and I'd say to anybody who, you know, is struggling with their mindset to begin with, what healing have you done? Like, what is it that is coming up for you because there's a difference between you know having a negative and positive mindset because naturally human beings have a negative bias anyway but there's a difference between having a negative mindset that is really detrimental to everything that you do because you haven't done the healing work and that's where I'd say that would be your starting point if you were to ever go okay I need to make changes to this because it's affecting my whole world my whole life and it's okay to reach out it's okay to ask for help in fact do it I mean there's so many therapies out there and what if one doesn't work it doesn't mean to say they won't all work and if one doesn't work it might just be the practitioner you know you've got to try these things I mean the amount of sort of different you know you've you've mentioned shame shame shamanic shaking I mean I've done sort of shamanic work I've done Oh my, you know, life coaching qualification, which incorporated NLP. I've done further NLP. I've done hypnotherapy. I've done regressional hypnotherapy. I've done EFT. I've done Reiki. I've trained uh, trained in Reiki. You know, and it's just all that inner work and all that clearing and all oh, that unblocking and releasing the energy. Mm. And as you say, and it's it's an, you know enable you to do the healing work and show um, there's an acceptance that I always talk about as well. You know, accepting where you are and what's happened and, and not holding on to stuff and. Um, changing your perspective and shifting your energy accordingly and the the power of the mind is phenomenal but you have to do that work yourself it's not for somebody else and you have to be ready for change you have to want to have that moment of going actually I'm wearing this this coat and it doesn't fit me this coat that I've become you know I I want to be somebody else and you can be and it's not we're not I'm not being trite or or lightweight about it it takes work it takes time doesn't it and you'll attest to that but I also believe and I don't know about you but I, I I believe we choose the lifetimes we come into for the experiences that we're going to have to for us to enable our spirit to enable to grow and evolve and develop because it is about that work, it is about that level of enlightenment, it is about raising the vibrational frequency um, and then being able to do as we've been doing today, sharing that message of hope and you know lightness for other people to hook into, to be able to, to do the work for themselves and, and find people that can help and who resonate with them. And it's really incredible listening to you, Sarah, because you're so far in that journey and that's amazing. And, and we're so connected to women who are also on that journey or they they know all about that stuff. And you talk about shamanic shaking and someone goes, oh, yeah, I know. But actually to the average, you know, and I say that in inverted commas, like the average woman it's really interesting when they come to me, they have never even dived into this. They don't even know where to begin, how to start, how to even improve their mental health. There's also a lot of information out there in the internet that can be very overwhelming as well. It's like, oh, I don't know, like I hear this and I hear that and I hear this and where where do I start? Where's the starting point? And it's really interesting because listening to you, you've done so much and 
likewise so have I and I think we're very similar in the way that we are just obsessed with growth and development so we just immerse ourselves into it and I love it but it's interesting to the average person actually they they get a very stuck or they don't know where to begin or they actually are dubious as to is it going to actually work or is it going to give me this result and we have been again so conditioned to invest in things like you know you'd go and get your car fixed you'd go and pay for your hair to be done you'd go to a personal trainer to you know if you wanted to lose some weight or get fit But when it comes to our minds and working our minds, we go, oh, should I do that? Should I have invested that? Should I go for that? We've come so far, but I do think for the average woman, person, they're not there yet. And it's a lot of us to inform, to educate, to inspire, to motivate, to actually go, you can be more positive, you can live a happier life, you can have an overall better well-being if you do these things. Absolutely, absolutely, you're absolutely spot on. I mean, I, I believe life's an illusion of our own creation, so it is about, you know, understanding. I'm just as normal as anybody else, and I can get caught up in the eye of a storm sometimes and go, cause I, because oh, God, that, yeah. that, that sort of desire for that personal development... <laughs> It's my overdone strength. It's like, oh, look, shiny new thing. I want to do something this. I want to learn this. I want to do that. And I go, holy moly. No, 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 no. And my big lesson more recently is that I have got to, I've got to step back. I've done a lot of personal development work, as you've just alluded to. You know, there's there's a lot and there was a lot was always in, already inherently within me. I grew up with a, an, an aunt that had got all these amazing books on a bookshelf. And I was fascinated with stuff from a very, very early age and, and sort of understood it without actually having to question it. So it was it's always been inherently within me. But and then when I ended a 20 year relationship and got divorced and started to read books, I went, oh, oh, there's a name for the way I feel. Oh, this, this is called that, is it? Oh, you know, there's all these aha moments, but it was already it was identifying words that was part of who I was anyway. But it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. But once you do, once you do get on that personal development journey you do you, you don't want to stop because it's just it's just absorbing and it's just fascinating and I would really encourage anybody even if it's just at the moment listening to podcasts like this one or having conversations or just getting a book from the library or just doing a little bit of reading but if it doesn't resonate with you if it feels overwhelming leave it go for something that's like really quite straightforward that you read that's not you don't want it to be hard work I mean I will put away books that there's the power of now by Eckhart Tolle I mean he's a great author I have tried to read that book several times over I've even listened to tried to listen to his DVD his CD player uh, don't recommend it in the car nearly fell asleep it's not written in a style that is is right for the way I like to read and so what's right for one isn't right for the other find something that you feel aligned with find something that connects with you if it doesn't straight away leave it it doesn't matter you can go back to it in six months ten months or never go back to it at all again but find your own flow and you'll know it because you'll get it once you see it and it will feel right but to finish charlotte do you have any sort of final top tips for my listeners to uh, to take away with them that they can sort of simply apply today this afternoon right now whatever it is they're listening okay my top tips are to get aligned with who you are as a person and to go on an acceptance journey 
of who you are a lot of people especially with social media now do a lot of comparison they're looking at other people's lives they want what they have and remember that's a highlight reel but one of my things especially because I speak to women specifically is I just always hear them come to me with lack of self-belief lack of self-esteem no confidence and I'd always say to them that it starts with acceptance of actually really understanding what you bring to the world what value you put on yourself you know nobody is going to say to you when you die oh do you remember what she looked like they're not they're going to remember how you made them feel, what you did for them and how you showed up in the world. So that's, I would say that's my biggest tip just in life in general. I think it all starts with, I keep coming back to this, reconnecting back to who you are. And when you feel out of alignment, come back to that again, because your intuition is the most powerful and free resource that you have got available <laughs> to you. I love that, Charlotte, and I endorse it. And I, it, it is so impactful. Acceptance is something that I am a real advocate for as well. It's accepting yourself for who you are, all your kinks, your kinks, your wrinkles, your foibles, your this, that and the other. I mean, OK, if there's stuff that you don't think's right about you, you know, you can change stuff, but it's a fundamentally accepting who you are and discovering who you are as well because there's stuff that you might have I mean I've discovered things about myself in the last 18 months that I enjoy doing that I had no idea about before <laughs> you know and it's just it's embracing it what fires you what 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 ignites that fire in your belly and your heart makes your heart sing and you get excited about and you know you'll know this as well as I do when you're working with somebody and when they're like the body language and the facial expressions and the things like that, when people start to talk about what it is that they like, I said, do the mirror work. If you're talking about stuff and you can see your eyes light up when you're talking about something, that's firing you up. If you're talking about your job and working on spreadsheets and you can you can you can hear my tone and my voice going down because that's my <laughs> experience of sort of spreadsheets, it's not that's not going to fire you up. Find something that does, and as you say, accept who you are and go from there and use that free resource of intuition. Oh, Charlotte, it's been wonderful. Thank you so, it's so, been amazing. so much. So how do <laughs> people you. find you? Come on, tell them how they can find you. Honestly, this has been amazing. Um, you can find me on Instagram, that's Charlotte Jonesy, and it's spelt J-O-N-S-I-E, just for anyone who needs to find me. And also I've launched my membership, which you can find at mamasonamission.co.uk. Thank you again so much, Charlotte, for your amazing time. And thank you all for listening and if you've enjoyed this episode please do rate review follow subscribe do all the things that you can do and um, to help us spread happiness globally and uh, it's really exciting because i've got audiences everywhere so wherever you are in the world i'm really really excited and thank you so much for listening because it really does make my day when i look at the stats and see the figures and see where you're listening from it does make a massive difference to me too and it keeps me encouraged to keep on recording these episodes so this has been me sarah j naylor at harnessing happiness with the fabulous charlotte johnsey thank you and until next time lots of love and have a wonderful life take care Thanks for listening to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast app. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit sarahjnaylor.com. That's sarahjnaylor.com.